everyone loves a false start once in a while to keep one on one's toes. And that was the definition of a premature, quick, false start. We are back. Uh, nice to have you here, anyone watching live and anyone watching this on the replay. For those of you who don't know, I've challenged everyone to do a 30-day challenge for um, picking three to five things, right? So things that are going to improve you from the next, from today. We did we did the other day as day one, but I've had a few people emailing me going, oh, man, I, I missed the start of the challenge. Can you push it back? So officially, if you're already doing the 30-day challenge, carry on. But we can say officially this is day one of the 30-day challenge. Um, so what I would recommend to do, go back to the original one. This can be That can be day one, part A. This is day one, part B, just to allow people to do it as well. So day one, 30-day challenge, you're going to pick three to five things that are going to improve you overall, improve those productivity levels, right? So you've got, for me, it's one YouTube live stream a day, every day. Uh, it's at least 10 minutes of learning Brazilian Portuguese. That will be either using Duolingo, um, a chat with a native speaker, like a, a tutor on italki, or it will be uh, me listening, me watching, me either listening to Karaoke Connection, which is a Brazilian Portuguese podcast, a bit like notes in Spanish, but for Brazilian Portuguese, or me watching Dating Around Brazil, uh, a Brazilian Portuguese dating show on Netflix. I'll be hitting the gym once a day. If I can't hit the gym, it will be doing 10 minutes of exercise in some format. For me, most likely it's going to be sprints or hitting the 100 push-ups app and the 50 pull-ups app simultaneously, supersetting those. What else is on the list? I think that was it. Brazilian Portuguese. Oh, yeah, and obviously the approaching stuff, which is approach minimum of one girl a day, every day for the next 30 days. There's no excuse not to do that. And there's an overarching theme. So you pick three to five activities you're actually going to do each day. And then there's an overarching theme. You pick one theme to work on throughout the 30 days. For me, it's been more playful, focus on banter, teasing, constantly interacting with people and having fun. So that's going to be, uh, yeah, that that's for me. We're going to start this officially as day one. People got distracted. People were emailing me going, oh, no, we missed the start of day one. For those of you that are have already been doing this, either carry on or just start this as your day one. But this is the official day one of the 30-day challenge. I'm going to be doing it. I'm going to be, be updating my results every day um, on this. So tomorrow I'll update you for yesterday's and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we're going to build that momentum together and smash it. Uh, hi, James. Hi, Paul. Hey, Task. Morning. Quick one. On the boot camps, are flights accommodation included? No, this isn't a charity. Obviously, the flights and accommodation are not included for you. You just get the training. Flights and accommodation, too. It's not a package tour. Approach near London Bridge yesterday. Thanks for your streams. Toss the inspire. No problem at all. So today, we're going to be talking about momentum. And I'll be answering any questions you guys have as well. If you want to load them up, it's going to be a quick one today. We've got black coffee in hand. The routine has started. Black coffee in hand. I'm going to be off the gym. I'm now actually I'm going to be coffee in hand, smash some Brazilian Portuguese now, get that out of the way. I tend to find also there's another thing we should talk about with habit formation, stuff like this. It should, uh, you should go and read Atomic Habits by James Clear. He basically fit, the book is focused purely on habit building, how basically 
there's no such thing. He's, the kind of premise he's talking about is there's no such thing as an overnight success. So even people that thought, say, Conor McGregor was an overnight success, he wasn't. He just kind of hit that, you know, that that point. He calls it the point of later potential where suddenly you see the result and ex- he explodes into the mainstream. But he's fighting for fucking years before that, right? His entire life was dedicated to fighting. It wasn't just like he picked up the gloves one day and then, you know, burst onto the scene. So that's super important to remember is that um, it is about momentum. It's about generating momentum. It's about all the work you put in. Habit formation for me works best when I have things set at certain times of the day. So I'm not anally retentive to the minute I wake up at like 7.01 by 7.02 I have the coffee, but I try and get up at the same time every day, uh, regardless of how late I went to bed. And uh, for me, certain activities just need to be done early on. So get up, have a black coffee do the live stream uh, and then do the Brazilian Portuguese. If I leave the Brazilian Portuguese stuff, I just don't end up doing it. I know myself, right? Um, I do tend to do harder tasks, harder tasks towards the beginning of the day. So things to do with sales, sales training, sales calls, um, quote unquote more boring stuff because I know just how I work. My brain tends to turn to mush around 4, 5 p.m. But, you know, that's when I've got my, my coaching sessions while I'm in London. So going out and actually hitting the, hitting some day game during that kind of late afternoon period where it, it falls in line perfectly because that's when the streets are busiest, right? When people are kind of leaving work, that's when they're going to be out and about. Um, so yeah, enough ranting and raving about that. But just to touch on it, momentum, I think is super key. The reason I'm doing this 30-day challenge, it's, uh, it's as much for my, my own kind of, you know, I guess, yeah, reasons as it is to inspire you guys to do so. But it's very easy, isn't it, with this stuff to lose momentum. Social skills are all based on social fluidity. It's a reason I like my friend Sam's name of his channel so much. Fluid social is because it's so true, right? It is about having, um, it is is about that social fluidity, generating social momentum. Um, We, I talk about this a lot and I'm going to continue to talk about it, but it's so key. If we think about, in my mind, day game version one, gen one day game, guys, 30 approaches a week, but you do it like Monday, 10 approaches, Wednesday, 10 approaches, Friday, 10 approaches, right? And the rest of the time, you don't actually do anything else. Or there wasn't much spoken about. It's like, as long as you do your numbers of approaches, it's all fine, right? But I think what, from from me being from me being jumped into this for, for a while now and kind of working with guys and trying to think, right, how do we get guys from A to B as quickly as possible? What I've noticed is that only really uh, allows you to get to a certain level. And the limiting factor there is the, st- the still the fact you're probably a lot of guys that old introverted, not old, but that introverted version of themselves. So they'll kind of come out of their, I'm exaggerating here a little bit, but they'll come out of their proverbial basement, right? Dust off the cobwebs and they'll have their special like jacket on and Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they'll be for, for two hours at a time, they'll be that day game guy, right? Who actually does quite well. He goes out, he's talking to women, he's flirting, he's being this kind of Jekyll and Hyde version of himself. He shifts into this extroverted version of himself after a bit of warming up, a bit of hesitation, a bit of anxiety, right? Maybe maybe a lot. Maybe actually the the sessions are quite stifled. How would we get around that? And that was the that was a question on my mind for a long time because I was that guy. I was like, hold on, it just doesn't feel right. It still feels weird because I go into certain situations, like I go and catch up with my old friends at house party and be in the corner not really doing anything, right? Or I'd um, be coming back from a session 
and I'd see some hot girls, and I was like, oh, no, I, I, I don't want to do that. And it just wasn't computing in my brain that this isn't something you switch on and off. You don't need to be some crazy kind of weirdo that's always approaching and, and it's like never, never pushing out the approach. Obviously, we want to be taking those approaches as much as we can, but we need to be thinking on a lifestyle uh, change level here, lifestyle integration, right? You are the sum of your habits. The more frequent you do something, the less of a big deal it is and the better you are at it because they talk about this thing called stateless game, people in the industry, right? What they're really saying is when you're not warmed up, can you go and approach that hot girl? And the premise of what I, myself and Les and the other guys preach now is a lot of the time, if you can leave the house, if you're living in a big city like London and you can take these opportunities, you know, you leave the house, you switch on, you say to yourself, right, if I see a cute girl, I'm going to take that opportunity. If you can take two to four of those per day situationally, so on the way to work, at lunch, people often get at least half an hour lunch where you can stretch your legs. If you're working around somewhere city-based, Liverpool Street, Bank, Old Street, you're going to have opportunities. At the gym or walking back after work, obviously try and walk as much as feasible through busy areas to allow you to have opportunities. But if you can take two to four of those per day, even without doing a quote-unquote day game session, let's say on the low end you hit two, that's still, you know, if you go Monday to Friday, say at least that's at least 10 approaches, right? It's really good. It's 40 new girls a month. Um, and the benefit there is you've kind of laced it into your everyday life. So you have that natural excuse as you're walking along of see, see cute girl, oh shit, you know, girl and stop her. Hey, I'm just on the way to work. And you are, so it gives you that natural excuse. Sometimes the problem is walking around doing sessions, right? It's like you start feeling weird because you're thinking, oh, this is a bit weird. I'm literally, you get this existential crisis and I'm walking around the streets looking for people to talk to. This isn't normal, right? And then you start thinking, oh, people are watching me. You see a cute girl go down a really busy um, like road of like shops and restaurants where everyone's sitting outside. And you're like, you feel the heat because you think they all know that you, for some reason you're approaching when you're kind of walking behind her, even though you don't. You start sweating, heart's going, you feel more and more nervous. And it builds this internal pressure in your head. So the more you can normalize it in your own brain, the more that's going to help you integrate this into your life right become this kind of person that just takes his chances socially and also the more normal you feel about it the more normal the reactions you're going to get are right because if you have if you have a hang up about it or you think it's something something slightly strange guess what the girl picks up on that she mirrors that vibe right so the more we can normalize this ourselves and the way to do that is integrating it into our lifestyle now obviously there's there's discrepancies here because if you live in a, a place with not many opportunities you know i coached a guy recently who eventually you're going to see on YouTube, a guy called James, living in London. He lives up near Nottingham, but not in a busy part of Nottingham. Just a, a bit outside, right? So during the day, during the week, he doesn't have many opportunities. Like he's walking around and there's not much going on. So for him, it's going to be a little bit more tricky. He is going to have to kind of go, go for more of that kind of old school, okay, go out on a weekend and hit, you know, an opportunity on the Friday, the Saturday, um, longer sessions, and then do what he can in between the week, right? Bantering with people whenever he gets a chance, whether it's sales calls, whether it's just, you know, passers-by in shops, whatever. Maybe it's not necessarily cute girls at the audience. I hope that makes sense. But what we really want to do is really focus on becoming, shifting into that kind of, yeah, more extroverted, action-taking, sociable guy, right? That's how you kind of fill in the cement if you've got 
you know, and I would still encourage guys to go out and do at least one session a week, even with this kind of more lifestyle integration, where they hit at least five, if not 10 approaches, try and hit maybe two hours, go out with the wing on a Friday evening um, or a Saturday daytime where you know there's going to be massive volume or even a Sunday and just go for it with the approaches. That's fine to do. I'd say one of those sessions a week is fine. What you don't want to do is do loads, like three or four of those type of sessions and then between those sessions, not do anything socially revert back to like introverted version of yourself right or just doesn't really speak to people doesn't practice bantering doesn't do anything it's quite stifling um it's like the analogy of like for me the the obvious analogy is going to the gym right who do you think is going to be in better shape the guy who goes like one long really long session a week to the gym or the guy that goes like two really long sessions to the week you know a week to the gym or the guy that shows up, you know, and, and hits it 80% of the time for 45 minutes each day. And that's for me is kind of the analogy. Um, the more you can, yeah, I mean, it's just, there's not much to say really other than it's come out of trial and error, a lot of trial and error. And it's kind of mirrored my own, my own journey through this, which is I feel a lot better around it. There's a lot more momentum generated. It's more normalized. I feel just more switched on and on the ball. And I'm constantly just thinking, right, okay opportunity here opportunity there opportunity there uh i hope it makes sense to people but i'm going to keep banging this drum of what i believe is the right way to be doing this right because what we really want to be doing moving forward is normalizing this stuff the old school pickup guys right it was all about faking value right they didn't have any value because it was like they they, they you know they, they were unemployed they weren't earning much money and it was about faking the traits of an alpha male and what we really want to be doing is we want to be building our value across a number of areas. So maxing out the fashion, maxing out the fitness, the finances, learning languages, traveling, living an interesting life, all this stuff. And on top of that, you want to be able to approach. You want to basically be very socially skilled, charismatic. You want to be a good listener. All these kind of traits, right, um, that allow you to become socially very on the ball. Because really all this is, all game is, right, is, is catching your social skills up to the same level as most women have as a default. A, a relatively unsocially calibrated girl is still far, far, far more switched on than an average guy socially. So what we're really doing is just trying to bridge that gap between men and women in terms of women naturally are very switched on socially, very emotionally intelligent, empathetic, uh, emotive, whereas men, we're fucking socially retarded, right, as we all know. Because most men don't even notice an indicator, an indicator of interest from a girl walking past and then you speak to the girl later and she's like, yeah, I made it so fucking obvious, right? So there's a discrepancy between, you know, what men pick up on. And I guess there's there's nuances there because some maybe, maybe a lot of women in the moment, they don't realize that the guys aren't as switched on as them. They forget that part of it, right? Because women are super switched on socially and men are just we're retarded, right? Um, but that's all it is, basically getting your social skills up, getting your social, emotional intelligence levels up to that level, right, of, of a girl. The way to do that is not only be on in certain situations and then you have a really good day game session, but you're leaving the session with your wing and you see hot girls and you're like, oh, I can't approach, not in the session. Or you're at a house party, you're like, oh, this isn't my vibe, man. I can't do it. It's like, no, you want to be socially competent. You want to be socially a bit of a boss in any fucking situation, right, that you're put into. You should be able to sit or get put into any situation and be able to hold your own socially. You should be able to charm people. You should be able to make them laugh. You should be able to have good conversations with people without it getting awkward. doesn't matter about, oh, it's, you know, one-on-one with a hot girl. No, fuck that shit. There's loads of other situations you should be in. 
that you're able to handle, right? So it's about total social freedom. It's about calibrated social skills. And the way to build this is, lo and behold, not just speaking to girls on the street, but speaking to people the whole time and just trying to learn and trying to, trying to get better. I was re-listening to the start of 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. Uh, last night, I always put an audible book on when I go to bed because I just, the, the voice just, just doesn't matter who it is. It just sends me to Bedfordshire. Um, but he was talking about people spend hours or years studying herbs or animals. But imagine if they put that to work, trying to understand social dynamics and social skills, how much more beneficial that would be, right? Seeing as everything you could possibly want in life is, is accessible through social skills, either getting someone persuading someone to give you access to said thing, for example, a promoter giving you access to the VIP area of, of a table of models, or can teach you that thing. So you coming to me and being like, oh, Tusk, your, your schedule is very full, but I'd love to train with you. And I'm like, okay, cool. You sound like a cool guy. Let's do it. And then I teach you how to do that, right? So fascinating when he put it like that, but it, it was just before I dropped off as well. You know, when you're kind of like drifting and you're kind of sometimes jolt awake. And it just that that stuck with me, and I was like, "Ah, oh, that's super. That's such a good point. Like, what can a fucking herb? I know. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for kind of plant medicines and and all this stuff. But you know, studying herbs and all that stuff in terms of kind of leverage up, you know, your social skills and and get better with people. It doesn't really compute, does it? So you can still do your herb studying or your cow studying or whatever it is. But yeah, think of it as all leveling up your skill set, right? The more you interact with people, the more you think about, okay, what could I do better? What could I do worse? You know, or what did I do? What could I do better? How could that be? How could I flip that? How could I be more playful next time? Did I miss what was really being said there? Um, treating it like a game, treating it like basically like adding fucking value, you know, to yourself. As like one of, on your own hero's journey, right? As like a video game character, you're constantly leveling up your skill base. That's fascinating. And it's very true. So the way we do that, constantly interacting with people, doesn't mean you have to start being, if you're naturally introverted, like turning into this guy that can't stop talking. But it's more about being actively, consciously switched on in any scenario, I think. Not just kind of drifting through life and being a bit switched off like we all do at times, right? Because our body naturally puts us onto zombie default mode. It ingrains, in, you know, internalizes certain processes. And so it's like, oh, that you do that on autopilot. Like if you're driving, right? you can start to, after a few weeks, I don't suggest you do this, by the way, um, but after a few weeks, even you, you're kind of doing it on autopilot, you're able to do a, a call and kind of actually concentrate on the call at the same time or whatever you're doing, right? Because your body's put it on an autopilot response. So we always have to just be consciously aware, right? Active listening, really listening to what the person's saying, right? Waiting for them to finish, actually pivoting on what they're saying, dropping the thread we had before which isn't as important as actually staying relevant to the conversation uh active listening is a big one if you do it properly it's very tiring the brilliant thing about day game is we're teaching you to actively listen because if you always listen to what the girl says really listen to what she says instead of nervously just waiting to throw your reply back that you've already got had stored in your head for two minutes right you're never going to run out of things to say because you can always take what she says talk about it provide value on it value being teasy banter or something cool and then ask a question right so you never run out of things to say that's basic but that's something that's missed by by loads of people it's almost like you see two people and they're just having 
two conversations, right? And they're just basically shouting shit at each other. They're not actually listening to the other person, which is stupid because you're not actually having a conversation, right? It's a one-way conversation with yourself. So stuff like that, listening to how people sound. So what's actually being said by the speed of the speech or the tone of the voice, right? Combined with the eyes, how, how are the eyes looking at someone? Because you can say a thousand different things, right? Depending on that makeup. So not getting too focused, too bogged down on the actual words that are being said, right? Me and Les in the Accelerator program teach the importance of getting your body language on point. People say it can be up to 60% of what you're communicating. So when you're standing in front of the girl, your body language, how are your shoulders looking? How's your eye contact? How's your smile? How, what are your hands doing? Where's your head position? That accounts for 60% of actually what you're communicating, right? You can see that because if you see, if you go on one of those shitty YouTube clips in a zoo, you don't understand what the apes are saying, right? If they're making sounds at each other, that the first thing you unconsciously do, whether you realize it or not, is look at their body language. So you can automatically tell within a split second, oh, that ape's being defensive. Oh, that ape's the alpha ape because of how he's standing. So just think about the importance of body language and how quickly you can notice it in other animals. But when it comes to us, we're often quite oblivious to it because it's just stuff that we've done automatically for a long time. Um, no one's kind of told us. And then you're constantly like, oh, fuck, Tusk and Les are saying my body language. And I'm like, and then you look in the mirror and you realize you're hunched over like Quasimodo. Your eyes are shifty or you just fucking, you haven't got it on point, right? So body language, super important. Voice quality, how you sound, speed of speech, depth of speech, projection of speech, all super key. Use of fillers. I'm guilty of this a lot. I say, you know, nondescript fillers, you know, um, maybe. So one of the reasons I, I do these every day now is purely to practice that, get rid of the fillers. If I need to speak, if I need to rest or pause or think, then I just shut the fuck up rather than saying, um, or maybe, or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Super important. People, the studies seem to suggest that could be 30, 35% of your communication. So let's say on a low end, right? Lowest end possible. 50% is body language when you're communicating emotionally to someone, i.e. a girl, you're standing in front of her. 30% is how you sound, right? So forget the words I'm saying entirely. But you're listening to me now, right? Because I'm speaking with conviction. Look at my body language. Look at the way I'm looking at the camera. Look, look at the way I'm looking at you. Look at the way I'm just, just gesticulating, gesturing, right? That's 80% of the communication that's going on here. Completely neglected. Guys like, oh, I need to do this line, this line, this line, this line. And they go up and they're like, task the lines aren't working. And we'll record a bit of them on their phone, right, with the audio, or my phone with the audio. And I'm like, so, you know, what, what's wrong with that? And at the beginning, they're technically like, well, it sounds really good, blah, blah, blah. I've, I'm sticking, I'm doing, I'm opening direct and the stack's there and blah, 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 and the blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, but what do you look like? And they're suddenly like, oh, it's like the moment in like some sort of thing where they see the light and they're like, shit. I'm like, is there anything you could do better with the body language? And they realize they're fucking hunched over. And they also realize their delivery is super fast and super high pitched and like this and really nervous. And then they're wondering why this amazing stack that they've, memorized right isn't working so the fundamentals behind the words can't emphasize this enough if you guys are interested in doing the 10-week program the next one's starting in july where it takes you from zero to competency over 10 weeks so 20 to 20 approaches to 30 approaches a week five six hours two to three new dates generated teaching the entire structure of what we're doing verbally but also has a massive focus on body language 
and voice quality, get in touch, infojamesus.com. But throughout the program, as the backbone to the program, we focus on body language that runs every week for 10 weeks and voice quality, which is introduced week two. So how you sound, speed of speech, projection, conviction, all this stuff. Um, and then it's the words they get, they get, you know, we teach you the structure. It is important, but it comes as, as part of that process with you understanding that the fundamental before that is body language and that sits as a higher priority. And then the next one is voice quality and that sits as a higher priority. And then you've got the actual words making up the London day game model for one of a phrase, direct day game, what you actually say. Right. So gone off on a bit of a tangent there, but it's useful that guys understand this because it's really, really important. And it might be one of the reasons you're not maxing out what you're doing now. What do you say if you really can't approach? How's to push to say hi, three second rule? Yeah, just start with hit and run compliments. So just say hello. Um, again, if you really can't, if you've been trying to, you've been watching videos and you really can't get out there and, and get it done, get in touch, you know? That's what we do. We coach people full time to help people do this. So just don't be a retard and think I have to do this myself. And it's been like a year and you're not doing it. It's like you're wasting your fucking time. Get in touch. This is what I do professionally. If I, if you're watching this, you resonate with myself, with who I am as a person and or what I produce. So it's a no brainer. Get in touch with me and you trade my accountability and, and process and understanding of how to teach you quickly with money. That's, you know, an evolved altruism trade. It benefits both of us, right? So no brainer. Hey, Tuss, does Mr. K ever get long dry spells even though I approached 100 a day? No, he is uh, covered in more juice than a, a Jaffa cake. That's a terrible analogy. No, the guy like just is constantly, he's just, I don't know anyone else like him, actually. I really don't. Mr. K, for those of you who don't know, is a coach who's offline. There's about, there's the the guys you see online, right? The guys I work with, myself, Mr. B in Oslo, Sam, Fluid Social, Les, um, a new guy called Toby who's going to be coming online soon, Silver Fox, and then you've got Ollie, uh, fashion guy, JP, fitness guy, mine guy, Alex, all, all of these guys, right? And then behind the scenes, you've got probably four or five former students who help out who are really cool guys. Um, who know their shit, but they're still doing you know corporate jobs, but they love helping out um, on boot camps because they realize the best way to get better at a skill set is teaching it, right? So it, obviously it's helpful for them because they like giving back value, but it's it's good for them in the sense they get better. And then you've got three or four coaches offline who are um, just not wanting to be online for various personal reasons, which is fair enough, I get it. One of them is Kofi, Mr. K. Uh, used to be a lawyer, now just approaches... 100 200 women a day every day he's a very very cool chilled dude from ghana um but grew up in the uk switched on smart doesn't drink doesn't smoke you know well dressed in good shape and he just fucking loves approaching it is his meditation right so just just without fail just just approaching hundreds of women per week um and just by sheer weight of numbers he just gets a lot of results um his game is good, but it's very quick. Um, it's quite sexualized. He does get flakes, but he just goes for it straight away. There's no date process. He just His date is like walk the girl back to his house, right? Or meet the girl later outside his house and go, oh, let's go, and just put her in the house. And because he's done it so many times, right, he's very smooth at it. And so he's got massive conviction because it's completely within his reality. 
And so a lot of girls just completely go along with it, right? So he's amazing working with guys with approach anxiety. He's currently in Ukraine. He's actually meeting me in Russia. So he'll be there the whole of July in Sochi, but he might join me for a bit in Moscow. Um, but he's he's very, very good, and he's great with guys with AA. They'll come out of a session of like two hours, and I'll be like, they'll be like kind of elated, but a bit of a mess. Like they've seen like, you know, the holy ground. I'm like, how'd it go, man? He's like, yeah, I've approached like five times as many girls in this two hours than I've ever done in my entire life. It's like he's made them approach like 60 women or something. Um, can I sign my brother up for a consultation call? Yeah. Um, you can just get in touch info at jamesstuss.com. We can figure it out. How to avoid flaky behavior after a good conversation, getting her number. Um, if she's not replying to you, it wasn't a good conversation. Probably. I find that after a while, after you walk around for an hour and let girls go past, you get more aggressive and start approaching, but it always takes an hour before you walk around and finally do it. It shouldn't take that long. Um, if you if this has been going on for a long time, again, get in touch. Info at jamestust.com. Send me an email. We can have a chat. Good morning, Paddy. That's a question I don't see coming in the day game much. Have you experienced have fears of getting your pregnant given you're sleeping with so many girls? Or if so, how do you deal with those? And God, he's no, it's never crossed my mind. In the past two days, Oxford Street was amazing in terms of quality. For the sun, I agree. I thought you were 50% full of it until I applied myself and just approached. I knew I really could be. Thank you, James. I feel fucking alive. Never going back again. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hello, hello, hello. I picked up the book and chucked away the Bible. I feel a burning sensation. It, it isn't hell. It's an STD from the unprotected sets I've been having. Thanks to ask. <laughs> Love this. Yes, I did my first approach as part of the 30-day challenge. Love it. Simeone. Can't believe I didn't do it. Seeing the reaction I get from the girls couldn't have gone better. Good stuff. And yeah, just to recap, guys, with doing this, if you already started day one on the day two days ago, um, then carry on. But this is the official start of day one. because so I've got emails from guys going, oh, please delay it. I missed it. I was like, you can, you realize you can just watch the videos in hindsight, right? But they're like, they, people seem confused. So I was like, right, this is officially day one. From now, 30-day challenge, pick three to five activities you want to do. Not whiskey tasting not cocaine sampling in the Colombian jungle, something productive. One of them has to be an approach goal of one girl a day, right? So that's the first one for all you guys, one girl a day minimum. If you can do more than that, great. Uh, for me, I've picked 10 minutes of Brazilian Portuguese every day because I want to get fluent in Portuguese because I spend a lot of time in Brazil. Uh, hit the gym every single day um, or 10 minutes of some sort of exercise if I can't do that. And the fourth one was uh, one YouTube live stream a day. So fill in these gaps. They are interchangeable. Make them about you. Pick three to five that you can do. Think about when they're best going to be done during your day. For me, I do three of them as soon as I wake up because I do black. I drink a black coffee. I'm doing the live stream now. From that, then it will just be in 10, into 10 minutes of Brazilian Portuguese and then straight to the gym. I've ticked off three of them. And the, the remaining one, the approach goal, that's what I'll be doing later when I go out for a teaching session this evening in Soho. So there you go. Try and lob those into your day as you feel best. I'm going to call it a day in a couple of minutes. I love you, James. You're the man. That's very nice of you for your bro love. Come to the point of approaching so much. I've been doing sense. I've actually looked for awkward or very hard sets. but would never do so. It makes it more fun. Yes, this is great. Gamified it. See it as a game. Pick out things that you find challenging. 
treat it as your kind of urban playground. It's a very cool way to look at it. Gamify hard shit. It's always the best way. Can I go in a little bit longer? And then with that fundamental premise of challenge yourself as well. Oh yeah, my overarching theme for the 30 days. So pick an overarching theme that you always consciously remind you of several times a day and you're always trying to do throughout the course of the day, which for me is be playful, banter, tease, rip the piss out of people, right? Have fun with it. Because what does that do? It Playfulness, flirting is a sexualized element of playfulness. So the more overarching you can be with your playfulness, your banter, your teasing, the better at flirting you can be because it's essentially playfulness, but the context is you with a girl and there's a sexual undertone to it, if that makes sense. And also it's just more fun to be around people that having having banter, having fun, being playful, right? At which point should you start to learn solo day game? Now, the whole time, as well as win game at the beginning, you need to be able to approach on your own. You don't want to over-reliance on a wing. Best time to go out approach at the weekend. I mean, any time during the weekend is pretty good, man, to be honest. Theme of the day, domination. Check out this man's channel. I'll be doing a collaboration with him soon. Very cool guy. Um, I won't say his name in case he wants to be his real name, but he's been helping out uh, a bit on the boot camps as well. Uh, check out his channel. It's more based around pranks. Uh, life of Clive, but he's a very, he's very, very good at this stuff in his own right. He's helped me out a few bootcams. Students love him. Uh, it probably helps that he's a jacked, good-looking black dude. <laughs> <laughs> to some degree, Clive, I'm sure it does. Uh, but his, he understands this stuff inside out. And what the reason he's, he's not going to sing his own praises. So I'll just do it for him. Uh, I'll blow, I'll, I'll proverbially blow smoke up your ass. But the reason him. He and Kofi, as, as two examples of this I know, are very, very good, uh, very successful, not just with women and dating, but just in life as a whole, is he very much takes that eternal student approach um, to life. So I've noticed Mr. Clive here, whenever he's around people, doesn't matter what the creed, color, background of the person is or the experience level with game or life or whatever, um, he's always really listening really attentive and really taking in, um, you know, information that's being put out there from, from people because he's got the, the, the same mentality as Mr. K has where he's like eternal student can always get better, can always learn from every fucking source in life because life is just a, a learning game. Right. So that's why he's very good. He's also, yeah, he's just a good role model for guys. So again, if you do come on the London bootcamp 17th, the 20th of June, We've got a few spaces available. That'll be the final one I run in London this summer. Um, there are, yeah, you'll be working with Life of Clive as well. But check out his channel now, Life of Clive. Type it into YouTube. He's got some very funny stuff on there. Um, what he's done well is as well, he's, you know, putting himself, there's particular scenarios. He's putting himself in where it's triggering, obviously, that kind of social freedom pre-selection element, right? He's, he's doing quite socially ballsy stuff in front of groups of girls. He's you know, that's going to, you're going to have five girls standing around who basically want you, right? So interesting stuff all around. Not directly pick up, but he does help me out on the side for that stuff. Um, but yeah, a lot to learn from this guy. Thoughts on prank channels, getting emotion, immense social skills very quickly. Yeah, I think there's a lot of crossover. I mean, you know, that social freedom element, being able to do what the fuck you want in front of anyone, it's super empowering, right, for yourself. And you start to just, I mean, you should be having fun with all social skills anyway, because fuck it, why not? 
right? It's a more fun thing to have. Tusk, how do I make my arms bigger than my neck? Are my arms bigger than my neck? Maybe. Do a lot of fucking pull-ups, right? For years, all I've done, not all I've done, but in the gym, consistently what I hit is fucking chin-ups and pull-ups. A lot of them fucking weighted, uh, holding a fucking weight if there's no weight belt between my legs. There's always variations I'm doing. A lot of fucking pull-ups. That's how you get big fucking arms. Uh, mine are actually oversized for my proportion, though. I need to get broader. I need to get bigger chest. My arms are big. And when you put two stupid tattoos on them as well, you don't really have an option, right? You can't have pencil fucking thing arms. You've got to fucking up it and, uh, and get big arms because otherwise it will just look fucking ridiculous. Lads, it's been a pleasure. This is officially, we did a false start the other day. This is officially day one of the 30-day challenge for approaching and for um, basically fucking bossing it for the next month, right? So let's go out there. I'm going to report back tomorrow with how the approach went for me uh, to give you guys some inspiration. Any guys that are doing this, report back. Tune in tomorrow morning and you can report back how it went for you as well. And to answer your question, Mr. Attila, how many pull-ups can you do in one go? I was doing the pull-ups app and I got up to 39 where there's an app basically just type in 50 pull-ups and it trains you over like three sessions a week for 10, 12, whatever weeks to try and hit 50 in a row. And I got up to 39 and then went on holiday and I just completely forgot about it. But I'll be getting back to that now. That's something I do when I don't have access to a gym. I superset the 100 push-ups app, whichever week I'm on for that, with the 50 pull-ups app right? And then do some sprints. So there's no excuse if you haven't got a gym. Those are perfectly feasible. Um, guys, it's been a pleasure. We'll tune in soon. I'll see you again tomorrow morning. Get out there, smash the approaches and let me know how it goes in Benidorm 